Hello and welcome to the Common Good Podcast, the podcast that showcases the very best of Glasgow Caledonian University and explores how the institution, its staff and its research benefits people and communities, both at home and overseas. My name is Craig Telfer and on today's show I am joined by Tabitha Nairiki, the Race Equality Charter Project Officer, to talk about her experiences of studying and working at Glasgow Caledonian University her thoughts on International Women's Day. Tabitha, it is great to welcome you back onto the show. Always a pleasure being yeah. on the Common Good podcast. Oh, you've been on a good few of them. This is your third podcast you've done? Yeah, it should be about my third or fourth, actually, I think, yeah. Fourth? fourth? This should be my fourth podcast. You, you might be a record appearance holder then. Really? What an accolade. I need to add that to my CV. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is a really good opportunity, Tabitha, to, to learn about your journey at the university, both as a student and as, a, as an employee. So I suppose we might as well go right back to the very beginning. Why did you choose to come and study at Glasgow Caledonia University? See, I always say GCU chose me. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't choose GCU. I'm, I'm, I'm not the usual story of application. So I was at the African Leadership College in Mauritius. Okay. And for those listening who don't know what that is, it's a campus that's partnering with GCU in Mauritius. So I was studying there and um, it was the natural move to come to Glasgow to finish my degree because I was one of the few people who chose to study psychology it was being offered uh, in Glasgow, so Glasgow chose me, <laughs> and that's how I found myself here. So h- how did you find then going from Mauritius into Glasgow? I mean, the first thing, obviously, is the weather. 100%. I, I imagine the weather's far nicer in Mauritius yeah, than it is in Glasgow. Played. When I stepped out of the plane, I felt very played. I was like, why? Why did I do this to myself? <laughs> it was very cold, and mm-hmm. I came in October, so not the best month to arrive No, that's, a, well. that's, a, that's a terrible month to yeah, arrive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, what were your first impressions of the university? Well, it was fantastic. It was really, really good. Everyone was so friendly, which was really welcome because it was my first time outside of Africa uh, and actually just being away from family uh, for a very long time as well. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to have really friendly people on campus just willing to help and everyone just checking on you, which was really good. Yeah, I think the only thing was how difficult it was to figure out where which classes were because I missed my induction, oh. which which is not great. But then <laughs> <laughs> after two weeks, you get the hang of it. <laughs> so what year did you come into? Uh, second year. So I articulated into second year, which was interesting because then you find friends have already made mm-hmm. their the, the, the groups already. So it was actually just being the new person in the room. <laughs> and what were your experiences like then to actually studying the programme here? It was it was really good. Um, it was everything I hoped it would be, which was quite good because with all the money international students pay, you hope <laughs> that you, you you get what you paid for. But I I definitely did. So it was it was fantastic. Um, all the lecturers were amazing, willing to help. It was it was a really really good experience for me. I I always tell people to come to GC because I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. I've not left, so that I should say something. <laughs> Why did you choose to study psychology? When I finished my high school in Kenya, we have about a year to think about what we're going to do before you start um, university. And during that year, initially, I wanted to do law. Mm-hmm. And um, I got the grades to do law, but uh, my mom worked for a public university in Kenya. So she's like, oh, you've got the grades for law. So why don't you just come and study here? And I was like, I don't want to study where my mom works. Like, that's the <laughs> worst thing that could happen to you. <laughs> like, I'd never be able to Skype classes, you know. <laughs> Uh, not that I did, <laughs> but um, so um, I was I was really adamant not to study where my mom worked. So I was like, what else can I study? What else can I study? And upon my research, um, one random day I was reading a newspaper, which I rarely used to do back then. And they were talking about how our soldiers in Kenya are getting PTSD from going to Somalia, which is a country that borders Kenya mm-hmm. and they're at war or at war at the time. 
and uh, they would come back with PTSD and they would cause harms to themselves and to the community and other different things that PTSD, you know, brings to a person's lifestyle. And from there, I was like, what, what, what can I study to help soldiers? And initially, there was psychiatry, and I was like, I don't want to go into medicine. That just seems a little bit too hard for me at this point in time. <laughs> so I was like, what's the next best option? Uh, psychology was the next best option. And I applied, and I got into psychology in Kenya. And that's how my journey to GCU came. Mm. It's a very long story. Maybe we should do another podcast <laughs> <laughs> on that. But yeah, so that's how I ended up doing psychology. And uh, yeah. It's, it was it was a good choice. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm not practicing at the moment, mm-hmm. but I'm glad I did it. And maybe in the future, maybe yeah. in the future, we'll come on and talk. We'll come on and talk about <laughs> what your plans for the future are just shortly. But what's your experiences of Glasgow, the city? Oh, it's fantastic. There's so much character in Glasgow. Mm. I would say so much. So much. you'll never have a dull moment walking down the road, <laughs> day or night. <laughs> There's always somebody saying hi, uh, or somebody just wanting to know who you are, where mm. you're from, what you're doing. Why Glasgow? So it, it's such a it's such a nice city, and I, I I come from a small town back home. So I like that Glasgow is small enough for you not to get lost, but big mm-hmm. enough for you to also not know too many people. So it's fantastic. It's a perfect place to live, <laughs> <laughs> apart from the weather. It's a perfect place to live. So no, Glasgow has been good. It's slowly feeling like home. Mm-hmm. I'm also starting to sound a bit more Glaswegian, which might be good or bad. I don't know. <laughs> good. That's good. It's a, it's a nice it's a nice accent. So yeah. I, think I always think that's a, yeah. that, that's a positive. So how long have you been staying in Glasgow? For them? Um, just about to start my seventh year. Seventh year? Yeah, just about. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. I've, I've been working in Glasgow myself for a long time. I've only recently moved, so I've been in, living in Glasgow for two years now, yeah. but you're absolutely correct. It's a, it's a fantastic city. There's so much so much to do here. So much to do, and everyone's just lovely. Yeah, it is, isn't yeah, it? I think yeah. it's, it's perhaps, I think it had a reputation in the past of being quite an unfriendly, quite a violent city. Mm-hmm. I certainly haven't seen any of that since yeah, I've been here. Neither have I, neither have I. It's always been, always been good. Mm-hmm. And long may it continue. <laughs> long may it continue. <laughs> so we know a bit about the, the programme that you studied. We know a bit about your experience of the city, but tell me about some of the extracurricular activities that you got yourself involved in at university yeah so I, I got involved in a lot maybe too much sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I tend to think so I did do the common good award which is a fantastic opportunity for all students to do um gets you right down there looking at the skills you can get I was one of the lucky people who got the Magnuson award a couple of years mm-hmm. ago which was a fantastic pro- GC has so many fantastic yeah. programs I feel like I'll be saying fantastic the whole the whole podcast <laughs> what did you what, what did you do with the Magnuson Award uh, so um, I worked to rebuild and restock a school library back in Kenya so in Preza Academy which is a school I've been working with for a few years through some of the personal work I do back home and the library burned down and they just needed to get a bit of help to get back on their feet so we, we did that we rebuilt their library got them some books got some teachers trained as well to be able to manage the books so it was it was great. It was really really nice to impact them in that way. You also were part of the students' association as well. You're one of the full time officers, and I think that's perhaps where I would have first met you. Yeah, definitely. So I was first of all the international student, the deputy international student officer, before I got into the big leagues, which is which is student <laughs> politics. Yeah, so I was in, heavily involved in the students' association in various ways, including with the ethnic diversity network which was formerly the uh, Black Ethnic Minority Groups student group. So I've, I've been involved in very many ways within the student association and working in terms of equality and diversity mm-hmm. and ensuring that uh, students on campus feel represented in many ways. So I've been involved in that. I was also shortly in this uh, 
women's basketball team. <laughs> right. Very, very short sting there, though. Just a short sting. <laughs> How come? I got injured, oh, unfortunately, right. and I had football injuries from previous years. So really, I should have just been a cheerleader <laughs> 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 rather than playing at that time. But it was it was really good because there was a lot of community there, and it was fantastic meeting mm-hmm. so many fantastic people on the, on on um on the team and just making friends as well. So, mm-hmm. so much to do when you're a student on campus. Why did you decide to get into student politics? I think it was just one of those things that became a natural step to go to. Because initially, my, my plan was finish my undergraduate degree, do my master's, move on with life, because that's, that's, that, that was initially the plan. Mm-hmm. But I think I got involved in as a student ambassador initially. Um, when I when I was in my third year, I became a student ambassador, got involved in so much um, student activities and just being able to interact with different uh, members of the community, both staff and students. So I sort of started understanding the issues that students face because I was one, yeah. but I was also working with a lot of different people on campus. So once I became the Deputy International Student Officer, it just felt right <laughs> to join in student politics to be the mm. next step. And I got a bit of encouragement from a few people here and there who were mm-hmm. like, you'd be good at the job. So that sort of boosted my morale to do, to do it. Mm. Yeah, so did you enjoy it? I did, yeah. More, 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 most part of it, yes, I did enjoy it. It was hectic because it was mm-hmm. during lockdown, so there was not really yeah. one way to work. But I did, I did enjoy it. It was fantastic. I met so many people. I've gotten to make so many friends, so many connections. And I think if I didn't do that role, I don't think I'd be here. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd be sitting in this role if I if, if I hadn't mm-hmm. been a full-time officer and got to understand the university in that way. We'll talk a bit about your employment at the university just yeah. shortly, but you mentioned football there, Tabitha. I know you're a fan of Arsenal. Yep. Do you think they can win the league this season? Fingers crossed. I don't want to jinx it and then listen to this podcast a few weeks later. I'm like, <laughs> why did I say that? <laughs> but hopefully we're doing quite well. Yes. So A lot better than expected, I think. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. It's been it's been a couple of years. 2004 is the yeah. last time we held a trophy. So Fingers yeah. crossed. Yes. <laughs> so if I disappear in May, it's because I'm down <laughs> in London celebrating we won the league. <laughs> so you've, you've spoken about your journey then from being a student into student politics yeah. and now you're working for the university. As we mentioned at the top of the show, you're the Race Equality Charter Project Officer. Tell me how you got into that position. I'd been working within the Tackling Racism Group since it started in 2018 while I was still a student. And through that, I got to understand a lot about the issues both staff and students face within uh, race and race equality on campus. And it was something I was passionate about because I am black and I'm a black woman as well. So I do face a lot of things just because of my race and my gender in general. So it you mind me asking what kind of things? Too many, too many, but a lot of discrimination. I think the one thing is always at the airport. That's always my, my first really? go-to. I always get double or triple checked at the airport. I have no idea what I do wrong. <laughs> but, but, but it's always at the airport or even at restaurants. When you go into restaurants, sometimes you feel very misplaced right. <laughs> in terms of how some people do treat you. And just little, little, I think it's the microaggressions mm-hmm. that, that, that are the biggest thing uh, for me because a lot of people tend to ask, oh, you speak very good English. And I'm like, great, perfect. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. And things like that. So it's mm-hmm. always the, the microaggressions and, and experiences like, like that that um, haunt you sometimes, mm. I, I'd say. But in general, you fight through them and they make you a stronger person, mm-hmm. which is good. But yeah, so um, after working in that, so I finished my, my sting as FTO and um, 
over the summer of last year, the university advertised the role, which was part of the recommendations we'd given as the tackling racism. Mm -hmm. We needed to do the race equality charter and that they needed to have somebody full-time running the the, the charter and being able to make it a priority for the university. Because I think before then, it was just staff volunteers giving their time off their normal day-to-day jobs to to work on tackling racism. So I applied for the job, worked very hard, (laughs) had a very tough interview, and I, I I was glad that I got offered the job. Yeah, so it was it was exciting. It was probably the toughest interview I've, yeah. I've ever been in, <laughs> which which I'm glad it was because mm-hmm. it really got me thinking and really helped me prioritize my work for the next couple of years. So, what's a normal day look like for you then in your role? A lot of planning, a lot of going through what people are doing within different departments, and just trying to figure out how next we work as a university to achieve the charter because the charter is managed by Advance HE. So there is a couple of things we need to meet, we need to do to meet uh, the accreditation to get the charter. So my day-to-day is a lot of planning and just being able to work together with different people to try and make sure that our action plan that we'll submit hopefully next year will be as robust and mm-hmm. cover every department and, you know, have a buy-in from everyone on campus of course. as well. Of course. Yeah. Excellent. Now, you are going to study a postgrad with yeah, the university in that, September. You tell us about that. That's the plan. That's the plan. I'm, I'm currently applying for different postgrads. So a few things have picked my interest. I'm not going to jinx it by saying which ones because <laughs> maybe the module leaders are listening <laughs> and they might be tough on me. But um, I, I, I'm interested in furthering my education mm-hmm. uh, um, and just having better quality as well to of offer course. to the university because they've been very good to me. So mm-hmm. it's better for me to improve my skills so I can be can be good to them as well. <laughs> Is that something you're looking to do then once you do your postgrad to come back and, and continue working for the university? If the university wants to keep me here, why why would I leave? <laughs> no, so, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm coming up for my 11th year working yeah. at the university, so it's a, it's a fantastic place to work. No, I think so. if there's a place for me to, to, to still stay post my role at the moment, mm-hmm. I'd be happy to take it. And if there's an opportunity to leave as well, mm-hmm. you know, I'd also take it. So... I think once I finish finish my, 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 my what I'm doing right now is race equality charter and I'm able to say comfortably that I've done what I was to, uh, I wanted to do, mm-hmm. I'd be happy to leave or happy to stay if they <laughs> want to keep me here. So whoever's <laughs> listening, I'm happy to stay. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I, I, I would like to, to see you stay yeah. at the university, but if you were to, to go elsewhere, would working overseas be something you'd want to do? Would, would it still be continue working in Glasgow? I think that's a very hard question to answer. I, I ideally would love to go back home because I think there's so much to do, so much so much I could offer back mm-hmm. home. So if there was an option further on in the future to mm-hmm. go back home, that would be a potential for me. But why not? I'm, I'm always up to learning new cultures and, mm-hmm. and traveling and working in different places. Mm-hmm. So I think I go where the opportunity is. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if it's overseas, if it's in Glasgow, love to stay in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. As I've said, I, I love it. It feels like home. So Glasgow would be top of my list, but also happy to move wherever the opportunities are. Excellent. Now, yeah. this podcast is being recorded for International Women's Day 2023. Tabitha, what does International Women's Day mean to you? For me, it's for female empowerment and, and just being able to reflect on the fantastic things. I've realised I like saying fantastic. By the it's, way. A good word. it's a good word. <laughs> the, the, the great things that uh, a lot of women are doing and just being able to celebrate how far as people we've come and fighting for our equality within the workspace, within society in general. So for me, it's just a good day to sit down and reflect and celebrate and also just pave the way for the women behind me as well who are following in my footsteps as I follow the footsteps of those ahead of me. 
Cool, Tabitha, that was absolutely fantastic. Okay. I'm going to use that word again, just yeah. to borrow it from you. That was fantastic to have you on the show, and uh, thank you for your time, and uh, good luck for the, the rest of the, the project and for the future as well, whatever it may hold. Yeah, that's... Thank you very much. I'm sure we'll have you in this podcast again a good couple of times before before you go <laughs> elsewhere. I'm not sure. We'll probably start a story. We'll start a series, the Tabitha series, mm. the Common Good podcast. I'd like to think we'll come <laughs> back in May and talk about Arsenal's title win. That's the next time we'll see you. See that? I will do. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like to thank you, the listener, for tuning into this episode. And I kindly ask you to join us again soon. And we'll be talking with another member of the GCU community about their career and a lot more. The views expressed in the Common Good podcast are those of the participant and don't necessarily represent the views of Glasgow Caledonian University. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. It takes just one tap of your finger and you can get every episode sent straight to your listening device by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and pretty much everywhere else. So until the next time, I've been Craig Telfer and this has been the Common Good podcast. Mm-hmm.